episode 1084 and it's the relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me from loverland virginia the very haggard disheveled looking jesse carey hello hello I, i'll tell you why soon <laughs> uh from nashville tennessee artist producer mogul Derek minor what's happening and in austin texas uh author speaker podcaster jamie ivy hey guys we're all back i love it this is fun. we're all back uh Jesse, why do you look so haggard? I've been through a lot. Um, yesterday, <laughs> well, actually, actually, where do we start? Where do we yeah, start? I Let's did go have, back four years. Let's I start did, there. I did have a, a home appliance store. I, Derek, I feel like you went through something recently. I had a dishwasher, have a massive leak, and it's basically destroyed half of my home. But uh, well, <laughs> oh, that's probably not gosh. the most interesting. I will say this: if you if you don't have experience uninstalling a dishwasher. I would suggest calling a plumber because you might make the problem way worse for yourself and be sprayed <laughs> in the face. Like a, like a commercial right there. And be sprayed in the face with boiling hot water. I'll also say this. Wow. I'll also say this. If you don't know how to turn off the water to your entire home, yeah. I would suggest learning that very quickly. Um, Learn that today, guys. It's yes. a good life lesson that, trust me, You'll be glad you knew how to do it when the moment uh, that you need to do it occurs. And so, um, but anyway, that's, I, you know, I, I feel like everyone's got their home appliance, you know, issues. But no, last time I'm sitting here in my office uh, at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront and uh, I hear all these fire trucks like blasting by, which isn't uncommon in urban areas. You know, right. you occasionally hear sirens going, no big deal. So I'm sitting here and I start to smell smoke in my office. Oh, in and, your office? Yeah, the one I'm sitting in right now. Oh, and, okay. And, and there's only like three of us here working late. And I go outside, you know, to see what this is the source of this. And I hear like megaphones, get off the street, re- re- evacuate the area. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Dude, I go next door there. I, I, I walk out the door. The, the sky and it's a bright sunny day a lot like today look you can see outside you know you know a lot of clouds in the sky it's just like that bright sunny day it is black outside right mm. like there is smoke billowing uh from uh the building uh, uh across the parking lot next door and wait 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 the the, the one across the parking lot is that uh no, the not place sensation. i got my virginia it's no, not no, my Virginia is for lovers t-shirt. The other store. way. A J, so okay. that's like, you're thinking, uh, you're thinking North, South, think East, West. Yeah. Here, okay. Got it. Um, Got it. And I see smoke like billowing, right. And flames and everything. Right. Um, and I can say this cause I went on the news. Only one, uh, a firefighter was, had suffered minor injuries, but no one else was hurt. Um, okay, and, uh, you know, it, 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 like I said, I, I work at a, at the oceanfront, and it's and it's summertime, so there's a lot of people. All these people come running to the fire, 
Okay. Like usually oh, when there's a okay, fire, people okay. they advise you to run away. There are people going, well, yeah, there's a fire. And they're running like teenagers are sprinting into the smoke like billow. Like I they run to the smoke and disappear. It was, I mean, they were at, you know, they and they they're all making had, memories, man. I would they, do the they, same I thing. I think they were making TikTok videos. Like they were, they were like <laughs> filming themselves running into black smoke and just disappearing. And I was like, well, that's probably <laughs> wow. not the best decision. Um, but yeah, so uh the you know. Our neighbors, uh, you know, I- I'm hoping insurance covers it all, but it was a t-shirt shop, a pancake restaurant, and a seafood place. An entire city block mm. went up and fl- I'll show you guys. Look, uh, I walked over there this morning. A- an entire city block. Look at that, wow. guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here, I'll show you one the- more. Teenagers are... St- I'm not going to say it. Um, no, say, say it. Because it, it's it. true. Let's do it. it it's I got teenage, them all at my house. Teenagers stupid, man. Like I was stupid when I was a teenager too. I always say I always feel bad sometimes when I say teenagers are stupid, but then I always say, and so was I. Like, so was it, I. I would have done Your brain just thing. doesn't function right yeah. in those age brackets. What does this yeah, say about me that thing. I would have absolutely run toward the fire with my phone out? Like I, I, why, why wouldn't you? You said why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't fire? you? Because I enjoy, you see I enjoy living. Yeah, but you, you're fine. You just you, you just get your footage and then you tell I a crazy the story for the rest really of your life. I love that. Oh, I'm the sure. I'm sure they appreciate the it. I'm more sure they love that. Yeah. Potentially before rescue. No, this one, <laughs> yeah. this one guy, you know, I don't know, 17-ish, came running, did a fist bump in the air, like, like Tiger Woods just sinking <laughs> no. a putt, okay? Like imagine Tiger Woods on hole 18, just knocking down that birdie putt for the win. And he does that big <laughs> fist bump. There's a kid that's really like, yeah, did a fist bump and just ran into the smoke and disappeared mm-hmm. to go get a Love closer it. look. You There's know other what else people- is bad about that? Yeah. Not only are they endangering themselves, they're about to get themselves on a, uh, on a watch list of maybe a potential arson list for yeah. why are they so happy this place is up in flames well, they got o- some beef with, and, and the, o- with the waffle shop and other people who appear to be about teenage mm. of age were turning their phones you know like and then back you know so they could film themselves and then Selfie, just backing yeah. into the fire like cheering and saying hey remember, we're gonna check out the fire it was i don't know what the internet has done to a generation but it has I taught do. them it would go for it I, I, I know i know it made them more stupid <laughs> Because <laughs> the more stupid balls, the, more st- the more stupid things you do on camera, the more likes and clout you're gonna get online. So oh, yeah. you take yeah. more risks, you know. Yeah, I mean, I watched this. Get I watched this video of. I, I tell you though, the, you want to if you want to see the bar for humanity, just go and scroll on a TikTok live. Just and you're on TikTok. Just hit the when the, you see the people being live. Just go on there and just scroll up. I mean, you're going to have anything from ASMR to people smelling their underarms for likes, like crazy stuff like this. I saw a girl trying to flat iron popcorn. Like she tried to pop corn with a flat iron. Like she's, how to work out out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I just didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time there, but I'm stay like, stay that long. It's like that. It's it, it's like literally the internet has been like, yo, all right, we'll see how dumb we can make them look to, for entertainment. Wait, so a flat iron is that the 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 like clampy the girls, thing that's yeah, hot? Yeah, they, they clamp their the hair, yeah. in their hair, and she puts so she put she popcorn do- in there, and she's holding the, the flat iron. What? Yes, uh, waiting for it to pop. To I like it. 
That sounds and, smart. And this whole like time it. she's this whole time she's like talking, but she's like doing something weird. Like I gotta send y'all a video. It's the most bizarre thing. If you're, ever if seen. you're stuck it's, in a, a hotel room and you need a little snacky snack, you know, just got to do what you got to do, man. Or just go I mean, to the lobby <laughs> and, and, yeah. and get the Jiffy Pop or Pop Secret, throw it in a microwave. It's no problem. Jesse, what does it say that everywhere you are, office or home, buildings are being destroyed? Whoa. Mm. Whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> whoa. You know. I, I, right. it's, are, are you suggesting it's some sort of like unbreakable situation Plague. like the film? Yeah, I don't with, know. Wow. With, I don't know. Where, where I'm being tested for my where superhero abilities. Where else has he abilities? been that a building has been destroyed? There was His home. Well, the dishwasher. His dishwasher destroyed his Two downstairs. All right, all right, hold up now, hold up now, hold up now. Uh, you know, I just went through a water leak. That could happen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm did, not going to count that against him. Did a city but, block directly next door to where you're working... <laughs> They didn't put out. It started. The fire started at five o'clock. They didn't put it out till ten last night. Yeah, bro, wow. I don't know what to tell you. Do bro. they know what help. started it yet? No, not Besides yet. Besides, there's teenagers. Well, it's two uh, restaurants, so mm. I mean, there is fire. You I, know. I think there. I think what I've heard is that there's like a T-shirt screen printing. Like you can get. <laughs> the, yeah. As Cameron knows, there's a lot of novelty T-shirts. And the novelty T-shirt business on the Virginia Beach boardwalk, oceanfront boardwalk, is booming right now. Most of them are wildly inappropriate. Like I am shocked that in the era of political correctness that uh, uh, we ca- that we you know currently live in, that federal booty inspector shorts can yeah, just yeah. be sold yeah, at yeah. large. Yeah, for sure. For sure. To people, to like tourists on the beach. And but, that's keeping but, it light. I just seen some crazy oh, stuff when I was I trust in LA. Me. Hey, I'm self-censoring here, but yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of t-shirt and I'm not, a, I'm not suggesting, but I'm just saying there's a lot of t-shirt screen printing of like, you can basically get whatever you want. Some people are, are speculating. Maybe one of like the screen printers caught on fire. Who knows, man? Well, oh. I'm sure they'll find, it. I do feel bad for the business owner. So hopefully, yeah. uh, I mean, Gosh. it's horrible. One of those restaurants has been the same couple has managed it for like 35 years. And so prayers up for them. Hopefully insurance takes care of them because it was, it was a big mess. Derek, the difference between the L.A. novelty T-shirts and the Virginia Beach novelty shirt shops is that when you go into the beach shops in Virginia Beach, there's Confederate flags in the mix. That's not and true. Well, no, that they, is true. There is Confederate flags in the place where I got my Virginia's for lovers shirt. I mean, I, listen, I, I can't I can't confirm or deny, but I, I, w- I would say... <laughs> The, like I said, the oceanfront. I mean, we just had we just hosted something in the water. Like it's a pretty progressive, you know, uh, uh, diverse area here. But I will say this: there's a lot of t-shirt shop owners that like poking the bear with with mm. their with their t-shirts. There's a bunch of Trump stuff. It was like surfy stuff, Virginia Beach souvenir stuff, and then like Trump and Confederate flag stuff, all in the same store. I think it so. depends on which one you go to. Yeah, it's Virginia. Yeah. No. Come on, y'all. We know it's Virginia. But speaking of restaurants, so y'all know Nashville hot chicken is like, it's everywhere. I mean, and it's a thing. First, I'm going to say, if I come to your city, please do not ask me, do I want to go get hot chicken? The answer is no. Right. I'm from where it was invented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on one, no facsimile. I Mm -hmm. just go get the real thing when I get home. But if you're, for those of you that don't know, the original it's Prince's. That's who created it. Prince's Hot Chicken. And the original location, we're talking about buildings being destroyed. It was destroyed because somebody ran a car through it. It was in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Intentionally now, there's, a new, there's, a new, there's another location, but 
you know, what? that's that's how Princess got out of here. So I definitely feel bad for that uh that couple because I remember when Princess shut down, I was like, dang, that's messed up. Like somebody literally just. I guess lost control. It was in the middle of the hood. It was out east. You know what I'm saying? So they don't tell me what happened. Literally on the corner of my neighborhood, we have this weird intersection that's kind of like a five point intersection. They're going to do a roundabout. It's just a very strange intersection. So the Mm -hmm. road curves at an or comes in at an angle and then you got to like kind of veer and turn to continue on the road but if you don't veer or turn Mm -hmm. you go straight into a liquor store Mm -hmm. and two two (laughs) days ago a car must have been going crazy fast in the middle of the night and just went blew right through the intersection went through a wall jumped a a concrete wall and went into the front door of the liquor store you said how did it jump a concrete how big was the wall it was like going like 50 miles an hour and it was like one of those half wall like a uh, like a you know like, like a, a barrier just a border really. a barrier yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it smashed through it and then went into the liquor store the, the car was sticking out of the liquor store yesterday like it was like they hadn't removed it yet so hey man people I, going I crazy man people <laughs> going crazy people going crazy yeah anyway uh, sorry about your block jesse just uh but just a note to anybody who's a friend or family of jesse's maybe don't invite him over to any mm. of buildings that you value but the, i would mm. things cool down for a little mm. bit because uh, <laughs> my neighbor mm. also his washing machine broke last night and i what's I going a, on did his floor get extra, jacked up huh did his floor no, get jacked up no uh i actually you know it's fine you know it's come to think of it i had two different i actually have an extra washing machine in my garage long story it's been sitting there for five years as it's like a shelf now so i helped install it at my buddy's house last night i had two different neighbors come to think of it that lost their washing machines last week wow yeah, well. i'm glad they have you for a neighbor <sighs> I know. Well, the why other one had to go. go I, I don't even want to know why you have an extra washing machine just chilling in the garage. I'm just, <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, is that for the money laundering situation? Like, look, look, I would, I would say this. Uh, it's too long of a story, and I don't want to reveal publicly while money I have laundering. some old appliances just lying right. around for just in case. Clean, okay? You cleaning the money up, literally, right? Just literally. in case. He misunderstood what money laundering was. He's like, and he, he, do, he doesn't deposit his paycheck. He takes it home, puts it in the spare washer. <laughs> Good luck coming after me, Uncle Sam. This is clean. <laughs> clean. <laughs> so that that's not clean, what, bro. So, so, hold on, camera. So you're telling me if you don't put your paychecks into the washing machine, you still have to pay taxes on it? Because that was not my understanding. <laughs> I grossly oh, yeah. misunderstood the plot of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, why why'd they buy a car wash? All right. Um, okay, so we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Benjamin William Hastings, worship leader. He has a new project coming out. You may know him from doing stuff with Hillsong United. He got two he, first uh, names. I don't trust him. Oh. <laughs> he uh he did the, the the big song so will i he did seasons stuff like that with uh hill song he's got a solo project coming out we talked to him about that we also have your feedback at the end of the show but stay tuned right now emily joins us for relevant buzz
You're listening to Local Natives. The song is Empty Mansions. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, please welcome to the show, Downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. I- Emily, Hi. welcome Welcome to the show, and I'm very, very excited to hear what we got buzzing uh, right now. But I do have, buzzing. I want to circle back on something Derek just said. Like, he said, oh, I don't trust him because he's got three names. Is that because, like, the old thing, of whenever there's, like, a criminal, like a serial killer or something, John Wayne Gacy or whatever, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's James three Earl names. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a second. James wait a second. Jones. Wait a second. <laughs> he's saying. Oh, don't put that on him. <laughs> oh, he's saying. But, but is, is that the thinking, Derek? Yes, yes. Because, because I've always thought, is that because are all these serial killers, you know, John Wilkes, but, you know, you, you go through history, right? They all, uh-huh. it's three names, right? Is it because like the reporters, like, like, let's say for this incident, like if I was brought in to discuss the fire, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the mm-hmm. news reported it, would they say a, a local man, Jesse Blaine Carey, like they would say my name because that's what like mm. my birth certificate says. It, what, or Good like, point. do they ever get the chance in court to be like, you know, it's not, I don't really go by the middle name. That's kind of just a, the, I think the reporters picked up on that. I've always wondered that. I don't, I know it's a strange thing to just ponder. That's but. I feel like some question. people go by two names though. It's Mary like. Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. Mary Kate some also. Yeah. And some Ashley. too, but, 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 but I'm talking about all these criminals with, with three names. Do mm. they go by the three names or just like, that was what yeah. the court document said. He's like, said. Hey, I'm John actually. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen, I'm, I'm John Gacy. <laughs> The Wayne. <laughs> Listen, I don't dispute my horrible crimes, but well, I, I never went by the Wayne thing. Don't I was going to say, I, th- I think he pr- they probably have a much more important things to deal with than the pronouncing of their names. So yeah, I would assume they so. probably don't really correct it. But yeah, that makes sense. But you know what I'm saying? Like John Wilkes Booth sounds like someone who, who assassinated a president. John Booth just sounds like a guy, the guy, a regular you know, old neighbor. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's just John Booth over there. I, you know, I, I don't uh like 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 James, James Earl Jones. So they call him James Earl. His friends. So they call him James Jimmy. No, or like like, at what point did Jones. he start or going by Jones. the full name? That's His family definitely know. called him James Earl for sure. James Earl, get over here. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like I have a friend, Tara Lee, and she goes by Tara Lee. Like she's like, don't call me Tara. It's Tara Lee. Uh huh. That's a Southern S- thing. Serial killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Killer. Well, it's time for relevant buzz. All right, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. Uh, there's an interesting new Gallup poll that I want to talk about. Uh, so every year, Gallup polls Americans on their confidence in various institutions like Congress, public education, media, small businesses, and of course, the church. Mm. Um, and this year, it looks like only one third of Americans, 32%, have faith in the church. Um, mm. So one out of every three Americans has faith. And Wait, wait. Like the what version like of trust. faith? Trust the trust, church. Trust yes, the church. Trust the church. Yeah, like confidence. I would in the think church. that a, a higher percentage of people in the church have faith. So right. you're saying? So this, yeah, this is not. Thirty-two percent of Americans trust the church as an institution. Right. Yeah. Just mm. kind of trust them. You know, to do the right thing, make good choices, things like that. Um, and only one in third. Not rape little boys. You know, stuff oh. like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That one coming in. Uh, hot. I mean, that would that would that would. <laughs> 
cause you that's to lose included trust. In it, yeah. And that's, you know, Gallup doesn't mm-hmm. go into why that number is so low, but I think, you know, we all read the How news. How do you get these polls? That That's the thing. I want to know who they're polling. Like, every time I see a poll, like, nobody ever asks me, poll? do I want to be in the poll? I'm like, yeah. No, I know, I've I never been know, in a poll I either. Know who are they sampling? Because nobody I know ever gets any of these polls. Ask like, Gallup. Nobody so, has been like, hey, I Mr. signed a Gallup. Uh, Gallup poll. Like, and I uh, said, you know what I mean? It's interesting that you point that out. I, I, I'm friends with uh, Dave Kinnaman over at Barna. And mm-hmm. uh, he told me years ago that because you have to do a scientific sampling. You can't just mm-hmm. like do an online poll or something like that because it's not scientific. So the, the hard sampling thing is you've got a cold call phone numbers. But he said it's gotten so hard because everybody now doesn't answer numbers they don't have on their phone. And so he's like, polling has gotten to be very, very difficult because probably, Derek, you are getting calls from pollsters and you just aren't answering them and they don't leave voicemails. You know, can can I, I, there's an easy solution for this because I'm not, I'm not answering a, there's no way I'm answering a number, right? Like leave me a voicemail. No way. But I will say this. I've gotten plenty of go- texts from the wrong number. I always text back. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you ever end up on a, on a rando thread? Like, you, yes. you know, it's a bunch of family members like planning a party and somehow you're one, you're a number neighbor of, of, of cousin John. Mm. And it's like, you know, I always like, I'm bringing potato salad. Can't wait y'all. <laughs> and then like, who's this? Oh, it's me. I, is this the date? Right. Because I thought we just got, I just like mixing it up because it has happened. If I got a ran, if I was on a random text thread and just said, Hey y'all, you all got faith in the church. <laughs> What's up? And, and it's just a bunch of numbers. And I was like, nah. Does that count? I mean, what's how is that no. not a scientific? And why is but it think they, about nah. think about think about who would answer one of those calls? Old people. Older Old people, people. Yeah. 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 So yeah. to me, all these all this data is skewed because of who actually is answering the questions. Then they go, Well, it was a sample a random sampling of fifteen hundred Americans, blah, 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 blah. But it's like who actually picked up the phone? The weirdos. Fifteen hundred so, grannies. That's but, what I'm but, saying. So it's like I, I don't why, trust but, it. But why is why is why is phone calling valid and just randomly texting people not? <laughs> hey, look, I'm gonna say the, the random texts are getting on my nerves. Like I I don't know. Like sometimes I'll get like texts. I don't even know how I got on the list. But people, it's like, hey, this is your senator, and we just want to let you know that blah 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 blah. Or hey, uh, we're voting for this. We want to know, did you want to vote for that? And then it's random. Just it's just it's and it's random. There's like senators that'll text then it's like somebody will text me and say hey your amazon account is locked up we know those are scams i'm like Mm -hmm. how do we get our information out of all of that stuff like i'm sick of it there has to be something to be done when it was email i'm like okay cool it is what it is you know what i'm saying but the text messaging junk mail is od like it's just reply back stop and I think they take you off. Uh, I reply back if with some other choice words. <laughs> I, I, my iPhone says uh, delete and report, report. junk. And I it'll do just, it. Yeah. It'll just block I do it. it. I think there I, are You know what programs. it is, Derek? I, a lot of the ones... A lot of ones I get are for the person who had my number before me, mm. like it, like because they keep referencing the same girl's name, like when I get the spammy ones. So I, yeah. think, I think that's part of it. But I think there are anyway. programs um, to like block your phone from stuff like that but those even those programs themselves seem a little scammy so i don't know if i would they trust seem them spammyism but, <laughs> and then if you block your phone you're never going to get on a survey right. you're never going to be able to talk to mr gallup yeah. if you, you know, do that I'm cool 
Um, cool. uh, okay, back to the survey, Emily. I'm yeah. not surprised by this number mm. in the like at all. Mm. Um, I think that coming out of the last like eight ten years, the church in general has been greatly misrepresented, um, or should I say, even like used and abused uh, for people's power and leveraging of their own platforms. And so I'm not surprised that a random person gets a phone call and says, "Hey, do you trust the institution of the church?" Um, I, I don't. I don't feel surprised that they would say, especially no. the American church. I feel the same way. That's it's like, what okay, I mean. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm involved at my church. I'm passionate about my faith. And if somebody was to ask me blankly, "Do you trust the American church?" I would think about the politiz- politicalization of the church. I would mm-hmm. think about the abuse of the church. I would think about the scandals in recent years. I would say I don't know that I trust the big C American church today. I trust my church and my pastor, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. trust all those crazy ones, you know what I mean? So it's like, I agree. Two thirds of Americans saying they don't trust the church makes total sense. I'm reading right now. I told you guys before we started recording, I'm reading losing our religion an altar call for evangelical America by Mm. Russell Moore. Mm. And he talks a lot about the way that the church has been used for political power and how damaging that is to, to what we actually know to be the truth of the church. It's just like people trying to cling to the blood of Jesus when they don't actually even believe in the blood of Jesus Mm. and using, you know, people will associate, oh, if you're an evangelical, then you're a Republican. If you're Mm. an evangelical, then you want to make America great again. If you're an evangelical, then you want to vote for Trump. And where does that's not fair mm-hmm. for anyone, obviously, well, but it's and to be fair. It's, it's, it's extreme on both sides. Cause some of the, like mm-hmm. some of the far left church for stuff sure. is crazy. You yeah. just like, yeah. you like, bro, what? You know what I mean? Like it, it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I don't trust the church as much. I went through that phase, I guess the deconstructing thing. Now I think I'm just, like humans in general is because the church <laughs> is full of humans. Yeah. But I think about it, like the church is full of humans, yeah. right? And and it's like, regardless, all right, say you got a church full of a thousand people. And if one person or five, four or five people in that church do something just devastating, some of the things that we've seen, well then now we just throw that whole church out and say, well, that church is trash. And it's like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's just the 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 propensity for humans to do egregious things the church isn't insulated from that but i think we have this expectation that the church is insulated from that mm. uh because of what we believe and who we you know who we believe in so i don't know it, it it's 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 a it's a lot of nuance and a lot of things that I've been wrestling with, lady. But that's where I've kind of landed. But so if far. they did get some young people to answer these phone calls, even if they weren't all grannies, if they got some young people, oh, they're gonna say yeah, coming out of two thousand, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and on. So many young people were saying, "Hey, like the people who taught me to love Jesus and follow Jesus, I don't understand why they now are like putting aside so many of their ideas about what it means to be a follower of Jesus just mm-hmm. to support one political candidate." Mm-hmm. So younger people, the younger generation is going. Wait, I'm confused. Like, like you do follow Jesus, but you this is okay, and and you're okay. Like, so I can see that tension that that people are bringing to the table with the way yeah. that, quite frankly, the Republican Party attached itself into a lot of evangelical pastors who are willing to say, "Hey, I'm willing to get in bed with you because whatever it takes." What? Um, and it's been damaging. I think it's that, and I also think it's the way people, even not the people that are in power linking up with political you know whatever but it's just the way a lot of christians have just acted lately 
Like it's almost like when they're online or in like when you're in church, you see them. Like, oh, she's so sweet, uh-huh. and it's almost like a different persona online. But for the young people, that's their life online and off. It's the same. Mm. But for I think for a lot of older people, it feels like they got two different lives. So you're like, damn, Miss Betty, why in the world would you repost that? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's just a repost. She doesn't know mm-hmm. like that. That's actually. And I, that, that actually she's judged for that people are like yo that's what you think fully and she may not even read the whole article it could be like mm-hmm. one little couple lines that she agreed with and it could be all these other things in there so i don't know we we live in a crazy time dang miss betty miss betty yeah. trip I, I think real quick just i, I you know the, i think we kind of have a shallow understanding of what it means to use the lord's name in vain like I think we've mm, reduced it mm-hmm. to just saying OMG when you mm-hmm. use his name or his church, you know, for some sort of political or monetary mm-hmm. gain. I think mm-hmm. that also constitutes using it in vain. And I think because you know, again, I, I feel like there's a lot of reductionism, especially when you're a young Christian, like very black and white binary under understanding of some biblical principles. Like it's it has been reduced to just saying a phrase. Like Mm -hmm. that phrase is so bad that it's in the 10 commandments, or maybe there's more to it that God is warning us is is a very dangerous thing to do. You know, I do want to go back to, um, to Derek's point about kind of this, like distrust in humans, because I do think it is important to put a little context with this. Um, there were 16 institutions that Americans were asked about church did come in at number five, like as in the most trusted. So, there are 11 other uh, institutions mm. that Americans well, trust even less. What, what are the four that are more more trustworthy small than Small businesses church? was by far the biggest one. So that has about mm. two-thirds of American huh. trust small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> followed by... If y'all trust small business? Hey, look, I'm a small business owner. I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm put small business above the well, church. Well, it's just two-thirds. It's just two-thirds. Um, I bet. Then followed by the military, the police, and the medical system. The military police. and the police. Yeah, they're trusted the more than the church. Oh man, Ooh. I don't know who uh, they. I'll pulled, leave that there. Okay, at the low end, uh, the bottom three are television news, big business, and Congress, which only had eight percent of American trust. But eight percent. To be fair, favorite. around the table, if someone said which institution, if you had to say, I tr- I have the most trust in out of any major inst- social institution. What would it be? I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. I don't you know, I hey, had a pretty good know. experience at the Aragona Pembroke Little League Association last year, but that was only, <laughs> that was only like you know, who I, you know what I wouldn't trust at all anywhere near any building that I owned is Jesse Carey because he <laughs> all time low. Institution of Jesse Carey. Yeah. I sent out, I sent out a, just twist a knife. Just, just I sent out <laughs> I sent out text to uh, random numbers on one big thread and say, "Hey guys, what do you think of Jesse Blaine Carey?" And uh, <laughs> this terrible feedback. It's you know terrible. You should feedback. have done just yeah. didn't have, shouldn't have done the three names. You should have just done Jesse Carey. Mm. Then that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Would, would would everyone thought that Lee Oswald assassinated Kennedy? Oh, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> that guy Ooh. sounds like a psycho. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do you have, Emily? Um, have you guys heard about Alliance University shutting down? I don't even know what Alliance Vaguely, University is. I think I okay. read something. Nyack College in New York is a Christian college that got rebranded as Alliance University a few years ago. Nyack College. When we read this article, Jesse, I it, immediately I'm like, Nyack, what is that? 
Remember our cover story with Father John Misty? Yeah. Indie, indie artist, Father yeah. John Misty? He went to the Christian college, Nyack College. And, he's and a like, priest? Uh, no, no, no. Father John Misty is like a huge indie artist. Like he's, oh, okay. he's a big mainstream uh, indie artist. Okay. And, uh, and he, 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 his name is ironic, you know, like his, his artist name is ironic. Oh, okay. um, and, and he grew up in the church Three and he names. went to Nyack College and then left the church and, uh, you know, and, and a lot of his music wrestles with that, like that deconstruction of his faith and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I, I, I was at his house and studio for eight hours doing this cover story a few years back. And he talked a lot about his experience at Nyack college. So when this article came out, I was like, that's father's on Misty school. It just went out of business. Anyway, go ahead, Emily. Sorry. Yes. What's so significant about the school? Yeah. So I was going to say, I'm sure y'all are probably wondering why the heck am I talking about this random school? Um, mm -hmm. So this Christian college, it lost its accreditation, will be closing its doors the end of summer. This is the 19th Christian college to shut down since the start of COVID. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. So yeah. this mm. is a big trend. That's King's a big deal. Mm -hmm. King's College in New York City just lost their accreditation really? and their trustees are are They're trying to figure out maybe a way shutting, to maybe stay shutting the doors. So how yeah. are they losing their accreditation? Is it because they're not paying enough or no, so you what, lose like your, how are they losing you it? You lose your accreditation when you don't maintain whatever like standards or regulations are set by the higher ed commission that's over you. Um, and so these are things like um, are there adequate resources for students? The uh -huh. Is there a healthy staff to student ratio? And I know since COVID, mm -hmm. there's been a lot more regulations on, can you provide the same quality of education online and in person, online. which I think is where a lot mm -hmm. of these colleges, mm -hmm. especially smaller ones, like that technology is not cheap. Mm -hmm. And so you just can't do it. Yeah. It's hard to do, right. you know, and you have a limited staff, like that's a lot. And so a lot of these colleges are losing their accreditation. And when you lose your accreditation, you lose federal funding, which means you can't, offer as much student aid, which means you have lower enrollment, which means you it's a death spiral. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just tough. So yeah. and your degree is worthless. I mean, wow. it's a non-accredited degree, you know, it's interesting because we're seeing this, you know, like there's a tipping point that's happening with higher education that is like, you know, there's going to be the haves and haves nots. Like certain schools with resources are going to thrive in this new era. And a lot of these smaller colleges, which a lot of them are Christian colleges, just can't mm. keep up and they're shutting, mm. shutting their doors. Some are merging, um, but that is such yeah. a long process that by the time they realize they need to merge, it's, it's almost too it's late. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, anyway. that's sad. So that that's an sad. upper. <laughs> if you have a degree from a college that is no longer in existence, you're good. Like, you're good. Yeah. As I mean, I mean as long still, as it was accredited while listen, you were there, your degree. Do you is need a degree in 2023? Yeah, I was gonna say. say. That's what we talked about last night with our kids. Yeah. Like, I've never. Yeah. I've yeah. never. Well, uh, yeah. Again, well, the, well, the other one teacher, time have I, I been did. like, yo, before you mix my song or before you play this guitar or before you do this marketing, yeah. I need to see your degree because you're really good at what you're doing. But that piece of paper. It matters. There, it, right, there yeah. really are so few jobs. I, I think there's less jobs these days that really require a degree, you know, level of some sort of higher Obviously education. Obviously law, medicine, yeah. certain, certain, certain industries for sure. Please have a degree but, if you're a doctor. Yeah. Then I also say this, even if you're a doctor, now you gotta have a degree. Like I'm not gonna just walk it, but your degree don't mean, I mean, it's really based on performance. Cause your degree that like, just because a it doctor helps. has a good de uh, degree does not mean that I want that person sure. to look at me or diagnose me because they sure. may be, cause I, my wife is a pharmacist. Some of these doctors at school, 
I'm like, bro, you will never prescribe me anything. I don't even want Tylenol <laughs> from you, bro. Like that. Like some of these people was just because you got a piece of paper does not mean you're smart. I'm just gonna say that. That's true. Well, That's I have it. a question for you guys about degree. Mm. We this actually talked about this at our table last night. Um, I'm assuming that some of you or most of you, maybe all of you, have graduated from a college. Yeah, I did. Do you have your actual degree? Like I envisioned when I was like 18 that I was gonna like frame it and it was gonna be in an office, all these things. Do any of you have your degree framed and hanging up? Yes. Oh, Emily's getting hers. No, yes, y'all do. So I actually don't. I have no idea where mine is. I don't, I don't, I don't have one. not my years. degree, but it looks like it. This is a certificate I got from a university for a different thing that I pretend is my degree. My dad has my degree because my brother and I gave it to him, gave our degrees to him as like a present because it was a really big deal oh. that we went to college. Does anyone have theirs hanging on their wall? I do. Yeah, ours no. is over. Derek does. Me and okay. my wife's uh, over the fireplace. Just And uh, a lot of that is because for me, I, I went to school on a scholarship almost quick because I felt the same way now about college that I did back then. But, you know, my mom, she was, you know, she was kind of bent out of shape because I would be one of the first black men mm-hmm. in our family, you know what I'm saying, yeah, to, to graduate in that way. So, like, for me, it's not the degree, but it's what the degree stands for. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I went through that, it. Yeah. But... You know, and I went to school for free, so I don't really have nothing to complain about. You but know, I'll say this though, as someone who's conducted a hand, you know, job interviews for candidates for different positions over the years, I've never verified anything <laughs> like right. their degree. Exactly. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't even know about how to go about it. Well, I just cold call the college. Hey, right. man, <laughs> Lee Oswald, go there. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. How do How do I tell? Like. You know, are they allowed to, if I, if someone randomly calls a college, are they just allowed to disclose if someone went there? I don't know the rules about that. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, Johnny Jones applied for a job. Can you tell me what year he graduated? Or is it a privacy thing? I don't even know. You could probably just go through life telling people you went to a random college and I don't know if anyone would ever question it or even know how to verify it. If I go get a job, I'm putting Harvard on mine because I know because <laughs> yeah. I know you can't just call Harvard up and just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to. I mean, th- what was that uh, politician that said he had a Harvard oh, degree and nobody, nobody researched? Yeah. yeah. Santos. Yeah. 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 yeah nobody, yeah. nobody researched him. They was like, I bet. You he know, made it all the way. To, this is why people don't have trust in Congress because they lie. He got the job before anyone even checked into it. Right. <laughs> and that's a government official. He's so if they're not checking a government official. They definitely not checking uh, you going to work at a cubicle. Like Think this, about it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can say that they got a doctorate from Alliance University from now on because mm. there won't be anybody to answer the phone to check it. Sure. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, I need to find it. Dr. Brown. Strang. But, but that's what, that's isn't that saying, a movie? Is that a movie like Dr. accepted or something like that? Don't they have a movie? Oh, yeah. Like one of them coming like of age movies in the 2000s? Yeah. yeah. Something similar I, like that. But, but let's let's switch it real quick. What if what if like I just like what you know, man, University of Michigan is really good and people are giving me hate beat they're saying I'm a bandwagon fan, right? Like I'm because I'm I'm cheering for Michigan this year. I'm just gonna start telling people I went to Michigan. They have no way there to verify have that no I did. Clue. <laughs> now I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm not doing yeah. it for professional no gain. Because because one like thing, it. if an employer can call the school, I can't have some guy at the sports bar be like, hey man, this guy says he went to Michigan <laughs> because he's rooting for him and he's decked out and they're playing Florida this weekend. Did he really go? They're playing Ohio State. Did he really go there? Because I really did go to Ohio State. Like Michigan's gonna tell him. This is, right. a, this is an interesting loophole we found here. Interesting. I like it. I like All it. All right. What else do you have, Emily? 
Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I actually probably should Wh- be honest. Which with one? You. It's not really Spider Man. It is Tom Holland, though. So, oh, that was how I was trying mm-hmm. to get you interested. I, I okay. saw, I saw this though. This, this is this is a good story. It is a good story. Um, so mm-hmm. Tom Holland is promoting a new show, The Crowded Room. Um, and so he's been doing a lot of interviews. But there's one particular interview I want to talk about where he opened up about his recent journey to becoming sober. Um, now he is only 27 years old, but for the last year and a half, he's been completely sober. Um, and he re- just opened up a lot about his addiction and his journey to becoming sober that, uh, I just really kind of want to highlight some of the things he said. Um, so first off, he does say that he was definitely addicted to alcohol. Um, he said, mm-hmm. all I could think about was having a drink. I was waking up thinking about it. I was checking the clock when it's just 12 PM. It just really scared me. Um, and so mm-hmm. last year or last January, he challenged himself to a dry January and he said it was super hard. Um, and just in that month, like he really struggled and he realized that something needed to change. So he ended up challenging himself to not drink until his birthday on June 1st. So six whole months of being sober. And he said during those months, he just got a lot of clarity and started evaluating why he was so obsessed with drinking. And he realized a lot of it actually stemmed from social anxiety um, and just being mm-hmm. in um, being around people and feeling uncomfortable. And so he started working on that. And then by the time that his birthday came around, he was just in a much better place physically, mentally, emotionally. And so he's decided to stay sober. So like I said, a year and a half of sobriety, still going. Good for him. Um, and so one, not only is this just like a really interesting story, but it is cool because it sort of highlights this trend that's going on with the younger generation. Uh, Gen Z statistically drinks around 20% less than millennials did at their age. So they mm-hmm. are practicing um, maybe not necessarily full sobriety, but at least like a sober curiosity mindset is what people are calling it. Where sober curious, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. where they're realizing, you know, I don't need to get blackout drunk all the time. I can maybe drink a little less or what? not at all. Um, so it's just that's a, great, good for him. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. Proud of him. I, it always surprises me. That I said this to Emily yesterday. Like it always surprises me when somebody who's very very fit says that they were addicted to alcohol because it's like mm. so high calorie. Like how mm. could you be drinking so much that you're an addict and you are as fit as you are? I don't get that. You know what I mean? Liquor. But, well, but liquor is <laughs> yeah, it's not like super dense calorie. Like yeah, not, but but it gets you gets you that not as bad as beer, as bad as beer and Be- wine. Beer is crazy. Yeah. yeah, beer is crazy. If you if you get drunk off beer, you just drank three loaves of bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom Holland has like a Spider-Man, like the Marvel workout routine is, I think, yeah, next level. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. For more, uh, check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday. We're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. Bye. Stay tuned. Up next, Benjamin William Hastings joins us.
You're listening to Heaven on Earth, What Up RG, Aklesso, and Not Clyde. The song is Free My Spirit. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Benjamin William Hastings. He's one of our favorite worship artists. Uh, he's part of some of the huge Hillsong United songs in recent years. And he has a brand new solo album that's releasing today. It is called Songs You Maybe Didn't Know I Wrote and Some You Maybe Did. He sat down with Emily to talk about the project and how he's pushing himself to be a better worship artist. Here's our conversation with Benjamin William Hastings. And as you speak A hundred billion galaxies are born You know, you're obviously a singer and a songwriter. Um, You know, I'm curious, do you prefer one over the other? Oh, that's a really good um, question, actually. I... I think I I've really enjoyed kind of stepping into the artist thing. Um, it's been really it's it's been really enjoyable and really fun to express myself in different ways and kind of um, dig into some things that I w- wouldn't really have made sense for me to do with the other things I've done in the past. Um, but I do love songwriting, and I miss. To kind of miss that period of life where I was really just writing and writing for other people, and it's just mm-hmm. like a really nice, um, like healthy detachment, I guess. From it's like you, you do something, you work really hard on it, you make it, and then somebody else kind of takes it from there and does all the hard work. <laughs> and I do, I do miss like the ease of um, the ease of it of life. That when I was a songwriter, like just doing that, it felt more like a normal job. Like it was a bit more of like mm-hmm. a nine to five. And um, a very great nine to five, like very lucky to. Um, but this is kind of all consuming now, and it never stops. And it's which has it's it's all pros and cons. So right, yeah, I think I think I'd really miss it if I wasn't doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do miss the days where I was just you know writing and then could actually fit like I have time to like go to the movies <laughs> or like play golf or like yeah. you know <laughs> do other things. People. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what made you decide to like step into singing song, like not just songwriting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of things. The originally, um, I guess the first song I sang was, um, I think it was the first, or it was the first kind of, anyway, was um, with United and it was So Alive. And that, that was, was your first like, song? And I, I think so. It wasn't the first song I wrote, but that was the first okay, one. Okay. <laughs> I think I maybe sang one before that on something else, but it wasn't. It wasn't very good. Um, so that was kind of the first, and it, I wasn't even meant to sing it. It was. Um, I was just meant to do the like we just wrote it, and I just thought I was recording the demo, mm-hmm. and so we were just kind of in the booth. I'm recording the demo, whatever. And at the time, I remember thinking, this is a really comprehensive demo. 
and but like I guess maybe this is just how they do stuff. Like I hadn't really worked with any of the guys before. I'd, this is the first time I'd written with. It took us like a, a long time to write it, but that process was the first time I'd written with Joel. Or, um, and so anyway, I did it, and I think I guess at some point in recording the demo, those guys were like, "Oh, maybe this, maybe he just sings this," but they never told me that. So I recorded the demo, and. Um, and then my voice just never went away. And it was like a couple of days before the album came out. And I was like, wait, am I, am I singing this? Like what has happened here? And, um, and it was really funny for like years after people would be like, are you in United? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I was like no, <laughs> they never no, told no, me. <laughs> yeah, no one ever asked. Sometimes the only way through it is a hallelujah. What inspired you to make a full worship album? Like, where did yeah. these songs originate from? Well, yes. Yeah, so, so, well, so many of them are like. Um, there's one original, like well, original. One new. They're all originals, but there's one <laughs> new. Um, there's one brand new song called Agenda, and um, and it kind of starts by summarizing like the album to come. So it's like the first line in it is. Um, so if you compile my whole life's work my worth, what I call worship, I'm sure you find both praise and pride. Um, and it kind of starts, so it's almost like saying like, hey, here's like a, uh, here's all my best, here's all my best things, just kind of like put in front. And I'm, and there's a funny, there's a weird kind of, um, I guess I was wrestling with the juxtaposition of like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is like a worship album, so it's not about me, it's about like, kind of like redirecting attention and glory to God. But at the same time, it's like kind of like a, a greatest hits. Like I don't know, like it's like it's kind of. I was like, yeah, there's a yeah. weird, there's a weird thing happening here where it's like this is meant to be about God, but I'm really just like putting all my best things together and being like, mm. um, I'm probably just overthinking. But that was why I, that's why I wrote that because I was like, there's obviously a little bit of pride in this. Like I'm kind of just like, um, I really, it's meant to be worship, and these songs to me are. Um, they are, uh, they all mean something really special to me. Like the the season, for each of them, they kind of happened at a different part of life. They, um, a, a lot of them really changed my life. And um, and a lot of them kind of were written, I'd say in specific circumstances, but many of them were kind of just written almost intuitively or instinctively. And then like years later, you realize like, oh, that's what that meant or like, Oh, mm. that's why I wrote this because it's like now I'm living, now I'm living this. I have to like either, for better or worse, like walk through what I said, or now this is helping me. That was Benjamin William Hastings. Make sure to check out his brand new album, "Songs You Maybe Didn't Know I Wrote" and "Some You Maybe Did." Stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback.
listening to Beeson. The song is I Haven't Seen You Since the Summer. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. On last week's show, we got uh, talking about the Zuckerberg-Musk uh, fight that they have challenged each other to, right? And it got us thinking about uh, other people that you would want to see in a fight and, and, and what the stakes would be. So we asked you guys this question on Twitter from the Relevant Podcast Twitter account, but get this. We also posted it over on Threads. Mm. This is an interesting thing. Twitter, maybe three replies. Threads, 50 replies. Oh, yeah. Threads is lit. Threads I'm, is threads a game is changer with threads engagement. Is this is yeah, crazy. Ball. Threads is playing ball for real. It's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. haven't gotten into it yet. I yeah. mean, like I, I did my count, but I'm off Instagram this month. So it's kind of weird for me not uh, to be able to be over there hanging out. Jamie, but I've, heard, like, I've heard people love it. The craziest thing is we have like 250,000 people following Relevant on Twitter and we'll post an article and it'll get three likes. Okay. And we post the same post over on threads. We have maybe 7,000 followers on threads right now because it's, you know, building 7,000. It'll have 40 likes, nine comments. Like it's a, it's a game changer on engagement. It's crazy. The audience size is way smaller for us over there. Obviously, mm-hmm. it'll build in time, but it's like... You know, that tweet, because you can see the impressions now, that tweet got shown to 2,000 of our 250,000 followers. And on threads, it got shown to all 7,000 of the followers. And right. so engagement is like 30 fold. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It, t- Twitter Twitter is cooked right now. Like It's cooked. Yeah, Twitter is cooked. I just de- deleted it off my phone. Wow. Let me ask you guys this then. When you sign into threads, do you guys get random videos of moped accidents and unsolicited crypto advice because I think I'll stick to Twitter. Thanks. Right. That, and that's, that's the point. Like, it's like for me, Twitter is so much going on. Like, I, I when I get off of Twitter, I feel just just gross. Like, I'm like, man, it's it's just like, there's nothing of value a lot of times. And I know people will say it's, it's your timeline and people you follow, but my Instagram's not like that. My yeah. TikTok's not like that. My YouTube isn't like that. But Twitter is just like, uh, man, Elon cooked it, man. Like, man, I was I was over on on Threads and and I was like Threads, Threads, Threads. I was on it for like ten minutes yesterday, and then went over to Twitter, and it was like ad, post, ad, post, mm-hmm. fight post ad it was like crazy cluttery all these scammers people trying to sell you their ebooks or their courses all these things that are just like i don't want any of this and so i closed it went back over to threads because it was just the stuff i follow Twitter's like checking the spam folder of an old Hotmail account. Yes, you know what I mean? yes. Like, well, yes. it is. That is exactly what, what yes. it is. That's what it's become. Yeah. You know wow. What I mean? Like what, what, an email from grandma from four years ago might have slipped through the cracks. So you got to peek <laughs> at it every once in a while, you know? Right. But, but mostly you got to roll up your sleeves and know what you're getting into, you know? 
Yeah, man. All right. Well, we asked you, what are two notable people that you want to see in a fight and what would they fight over? So here are some of our favorite replies. There's some funny ones in here. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Andy Kimball. His was great. And this, he says Zelensky versus Putin. And he says, I don't think I need to add anymore. And I like this because I'm like, yeah, let them kids go home, man. Just let them to fight it out. And whoever wins, wins. I like it. We know who yeah. would win. Who? Yeah. You think well, one, of the, one of the he one looks of them all buff and, and like one he of could them, take on oh, no. Putin. Putin. He like Putin. riding a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, hey, but he Putin feels like he's like different. an old used up he's like thinks, Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like the odds of any seventy year old versus any forty five year old. It seems like elder abuse to me. Um, <laughs> just the suggestion of it. Um, uh, Michael Jordan versus Michael B. Jordan would be fun. <laughs> yes. Loser has to change their name like to Sam Jones. I always thought it was a bold move. Even though he threw the B in there, I always thought it was a bold move that he went Michael B. Jordan. Like, there's plenty of, there, there's plenty of actors that have Hollywood names. You know, you're competing yeah. with arguably, if I, you had to say top five most famous names in, in the last 20 years, it, it, that might be top three. And he straight up, you know, w w you know, just went into Hollywood being Michael B. Jordan. Well, let's it's talk about the bold move that his parents made. Hey, I got an idea. Let's name him. I don't know how old Michael B. Jordan is, but surely he Michael Jordan was like w Michael Jordan by that but time. But he could have gone by oh, Mike. Of course he was. He, but he could have yeah, gone I by think Mike. his parents were bold. He, but he's going by Michael. Okay. He could have yeah. gone by Mike Jordan. And it wouldn't been yeah. that, you know what I mean? People wouldn't have uh, had the instant association. But he straight up went with the Michael. You know what I mean? Like and that was double it. bold. Yeah. Adam Davis said Toby Mac versus Michael Tate versus Kevin Max. Winner gets to be the only one to play Jesus Freak from now on. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing. You go see like Audio Adrenaline or whatever, and Michael Tate's the singer, and they end it with Jesus Freak. It's like this mm -hmm. wasn't an Audio Adrenaline song, but anyway, it, I, it, I like that one. The it, stakes are right. It, it, that that always brings. Sorry. If a, if a band has zero original members, is it still the band? Because isn't that the case with some of those like old school, like Christian art? That, that, I think randomly, I, like the keyboardist is the same one or something, but yeah, most uh, of the guys are different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Little said, Joyce Meyer and Beth Moore, the winner gets to be president of the SBC and make whatever changes they want. I like it. <laughs> I, I think like both it. of them will be like, I forfeit. I'm out. <laughs> you can take it. Well, I, I don't think want they, that mess. I think what will happen is they'll have to team up and fight the SBC. <laughs> 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 Which I would take. I would take their odds. I, I feel like Joyce Meyer's got them hands, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like Joyce Meyer got them hands. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with her. She just looked like she that. got the hands for real. I wouldn't mess with her either. Yeah. She's got that Boy, grandma choice, strength. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Dave, David brought up a good uh, uh, thing. This brings back celebrity uh, uh, deathmatch vibes. Remember the little claymation MTV uh, series? Mm -hmm. I used they to love that show. It, they should. They, they, they should bring that back. I mean, obviously, there's an appetite for it, according to Threads. <laughs> Side note, Joyce Meyer has looked the same for the past 40 years. Well, thank her surgeon for that. I don't but, know. Some yeah. people some people rapidly hit an age and pause there. I've said it before. It's like what happened to Steve Martin when he was like 27. He became 50 and just stuck. Like, right. <laughs> you, you watch, go watch Father of the Bride Facts. from like 30 years ago. Like our same. age. And go, that, and go I mean, watch yeah. Holy Murders. It, literally like 30, 35 years have transpired. That's, it, it, here's the point. The kid in that movie is Kieran Culkin, right? Like- you watch mm -hmm. Roman? He's, yeah, Roman? he's on secession now. And he's the little kid. Steve Martin just paused. Roman's <laughs> whole life went by. <laughs> That's a fact, man. 
I do think our gener- our like grandparents' generation, that they, they look like a grandma at like 35 and they look like the same grandma at like 80. So, you know, there there is something to be said about that. Yeah. You know the Berenstain Bears, that, that yeah. book or uh-huh. the comic? The mom is 27 and the dad is 29 Ain't in no that way. series. Ain't no yeah, way. Absolutely. Ain't no way. Look at the way. age of the kids. Yeah, I read that yesterday. Look at the age of the kids. Okay. They're this in their one, upper 20s. That's this fiction. one will... Uh, I, I saw this the other day. I want to confirm. I'm doing a quick fact check. Um, in the film, Lethal Weapon, with Danny Glover and, and, and Mel Gibson back in the day, right? The most mm-hmm. famous line in that movie is when Danny Glover, who, you know, you can see the, the, the receding hair. You, he lo- he's got the mustache. He looks. Yeah, he looks 55 years old. He says, I'm getting too old for this bleep. Like, that's the famous line. Right. His right. character is 43 years old in that film. Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel, like, a lot. I feel like most 43-year-olds right now are just warming up, and yeah. he's getting too old for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check out all the replies on the Relevant Magazine Threads account mm. if you are no longer on Twitter like mm. most people. All right. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. So, okay, so earlier we were talking about uh, lies, like, 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 you know, lying about going to Alliance University because nobody can check anymore, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we want to know, this is, this is, we're all family here, you know, <laughs> this, is a, this is a safe space. And so we want to know, what's a lie that you've told and you've been holding on to? Hit us up on threads at Relevant Magazine, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and tell us a lie that you have told in your life that maybe nobody Confess. knows the truth. Get it off like your you chest. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to be anonymous, just say. Yeah, yeah. You just say, don't say my name. There's a person that yes, did I this. heard about. Right. I heard right. about. A friend of mine. There's a friend a of friend mine of asking my, for a friend, yeah. telling a friend's yes. story, right? Yes. And yes. we're going to know that it's not you. Mm-hmm. Right. Wink, wink. So, so, so yeah, because I guess it would be a public post. So you could say, like, to answering our question, you say, well, my friend mm-hmm. did a thing that whatever, and we'll wink, wink, no. Right. We know. This makes me you know? really nervous that someone's going to be like, well, I don't have anything, but let me tell you about my friend. John Michael Smith that lives down the road, he needs to confess. <laughs> he murder. set a building on fire last <laughs> night in Virginia <laughs> with a Trump flag. I <laughs> once oh. and didn't tell anybody for years. Are you are you kidding? Delete wow. this, Jason. <laughs> this no delete this. <laughs> yeah, actually, Jason, delete that. You can leave it in this part where we're telling you to delete what I just told them, but yeah, go ahead and delete that. Delete. It took a dark, it took Somebody a dark may turn. be walking with a limp. Uh, Somebody saying, in Tulsa might be walking bro, with a limp right now. I'm trying, oh to, save I'm trying to save you, Shouty. <laughs> it was October 5th, 1994. If that was yeah. you, please send an email to. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Cameron, the tradiest strain. Bro, Dude, I, I was I, uh, different era, different era. Is that true? Yes, it's not. And true. You were sober. It's not true. It's not true. Yeah, of course, I was sober. Oh, I didn't have it, a drink. Till I was twenty-seven. It, but it's not true. He's just he's just pulling our leg. Let's yeah, go. What's on to the next one. I don't want to know. He's, this. He's, it's not true. He was just playing, right? All right. Yeah. Let's go. Keep going. 
I'll just anyway. So hit us up. Tell us your deep. Tell us a lie that you've been holding on to, and we will read them anonymously on next week's show. Don't incriminate yourself. And then go yourself. tell Jesus. Go tell Jesus your lie too. Go ahead and go ahead and do that too, guys. Oh, I'm nervous. Right. <laughs> I'm nervous. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Benjamin William Hastings for joining us. Make sure to check out his brand new album. Comes out today. It's called Songs You Maybe Didn't Know I Wrote and Some You Maybe Did. It's available everywhere. Also, if you haven't checked out the summer issue of Relevant yet, you should. It's available for free at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. You can check out our amazing cover story with Lauren Daigle. We also have artists like Arizona, Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, and a lot more. Some amazing think pieces, too. It's a great issue. It's available for free. Um, If you want to get the beautifully designed enhanced edition, it's part of your Relevant Plus membership. You can find out all the info about Relevant Plus there at the website as well. You get ad-free unlimited reading at the website, an ad-free version of this podcast, and more plans start as low as $250 a month. It is the best way to experience our content. Um, also, if you want to keep in touch with everything we're doing uh, and covering throughout the day, obviously follow us on all the socials. Uh, follow us on threads at Relevant Magazine. And um, if you don't, if you're not a social person, social media person, you can sign up for our daily newsletter right there at relevantmagazine.com. Um, you get our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. Uh, it's right there on the article pages, on the right column, and also at the homepage, you can sign up. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Jamie Ivey. We will see y'all on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. You all got faith in the church? What's up? Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.